0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar and Taduri. on Pulse on, 1995. On. Uh. Salaam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. I think it's gonna be a good t- day today. I think it's gonna be a very good day today, and one of the reasons it's gonna be a good day today, because one of my favorite footballers, Amna, had her birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to Amna uh, and shout out to everyone who's tuning in on the Instagram live from Amr, Jareen, um, you name it Ray, you've got Amna, you've got Hadil. You got Mahmoud, you got all the folks here keeping it 100 with us here on Pulse95. Now, what's coming up today? Game of Zones is back. That's right, folks. So basically, Game of Zones, for those who are just tuning in, is where I break it down where it comes to a Game of the Weekend and I zone in to what I think is going to be the Game of the Weekend and what is going to be behind that tactically, strategically, and also a little bit of the gossip leading up to that. So that's going to be on the first segment. On the second segment... How nutrition affects performance. Now, key nuggets in here when it comes to certain people fueling a certain way. Have you ever thought about which one you fall under? Now, if you were doing more weight, what would you need to eat if you were doing more let's say um, anaerobic stuffs based on aerobics. So if we were doing weights or we were doing, let's say, mixed martial arts or jiu-jitsu uh, to be specific or even wrestling, how would you fuel the body to get to that level? On segment three, we've also got Arab Women's Sharjah Tournament. Now, if you tuned in last week, you would have known that we spoke a little bit about what's coming up. Huge things happening in Sharjah. We've got the Arab Women's Sharjah Tournament happening and also Sharjah Basketball and the UAE Plenty of things happening in the industry, so great things coming out, Sharjah. And on segment four, we are answering your questions, talking about what kind of guests we have lined up and what's coming up this week on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar and on, um, on, on, on Pulse 95. It sure is that time. Mr. the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are around the world. Tuned in on Pulse95 Radio, Shadra Broadcasting Authority app, and also on Instagram Live at Omar al or at Pulse95 Radio. Now, I'm so excited because we have game of zones is back and we are zoning into the game of the weekend now this was a tricky one i had a few options i had your leicester chelsea i had your man city tottenham Um, i had your man united wolves and i also had real madrid atletico so i kind of leaned towards that but for those who are tuned in you had your predictions on this text us on 4215 Ittasalat or do or slide into our DMs and let us know what you think the score will be. Now, having a look at this game, especially with the criticism coming into La Liga, that this year it hasn't been quite the same. Barcelona sacking their manager, Simeone coming to, let's say, the beginning of the end of that era. And Zidane, for some reason, still not getting the credit, despite being, you know, uh, in the top two for the majority of the time. But this is going to be interesting because the derby always has a twist to it now when i talk about the derby zidane's side will enter this match off the back of seven straight wins in all competitions they beat atletico on penalties in the final of the spanish super cup at, uh, last month yeah last month i keep thinking t- it's still january last month and have since posted four victories in two separate occasions you can't help but always think about what barcelona are doing when you think of real madrid and barcelona's 2 2-0 loss at valencia last weekend opened the door for Real Madrid to move to the top of the table and they recorded a 1-0 win over Valladolid courtesy of a late goal from an unexpected source I'd say Nacho coming up with that one. So as a result, there's three points between first and second but Zidane's side will have the chance to move to six points clear today as the reigning Spanish champions are not in action until Sunday night against Levante. So the fact that Real Madrid have lost just once in 21 league matches this season is very impressive with the defeat coming away to Mallorca on October 19th. They have actually not lost in any competition since the progressing to the last 16 stage of the Champions League, as well as impressing domestically, despite getting a bit of criticism for not playing the right way. Now, even more surprisingly, Real Madrid have not actually been Atletico on home soil in the league since December 2012. And I always say Atletico have a stubborn way to do things. And with that, we'll enter this weekend's match off the back of a four-game winless run in all Competition. So I know they haven't picked up a victory since beating Barca 3 2 in the Spanish um, Super Cup in the semi final, which was very impressive by the way. They were spot on tactically. But since then, Simeone's side have lost to Real Madrid in the final. And in addition to that, suffering defeats away to Ibar in the league on January 18th and against Cultural Leonessa in the Copa del Rey on January 23rd. In recent years, Atletico have always boasted the best defense record, you know, they're stubborn, they're hard to play against, but that's not the case this term. And that's one of the things that when you take away that from a Diego Simeone side, it does have an element which is is not as close to predict. Now, Real Madrid have only conceded 13 goals in their 21 matches, while Atletico have conceded 14. Down the other end, Real Madrid are on the second leading scorers in the division with 39 goals. Now, when you think about it, without Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously, there, with Hazard not firing on form, Bale being in and out, that's pretty good. You know, compared to Atletico, who got 22 goals, I don't know. Only Liganes, Valladolid, Celta Vigo, Espanyol and Aiba have scored fewer goals uh, in La Liga than Simeone's side this season, which is an indication of of where their problems are. Now when you look at the star players both um, Asensio and Eden Hazard are making progress and haven't got back yet from their knee and ankle injuries respectively although neither player will be considered for this weekend's contest. Daniel Carvajal is back having served a one-game suspension last weekend while Gareth Bale could be involved but they're saying most probably will miss the game. The fact that Mendy, Rodrigo and Luka Modric were not involved against uh, Zaragoza in the Copa del Rey, suggest that all three will return to the starting lineup today. Um, Federico Valverde, a hero in Madrid, could be the player to drop out despite his impressive form this season. But Lucas Vazquez is in line to keep his spot in the final third, having impressed on Wednesday night. Now, as for Atletico... The Man Diego Costa (laughs) remains unavailable following a neck operation while neither Lamar nor Koke are expected to recover in time for the contest. But I think with the uh, January transfer market over, probably will suggest that they're closer than we think. Um, Jao Felix has been ruled out with a muscular injury, meaning that Correa and Morata line up as the front 4-4-2 formation that Simeone likes to play. Um... I don't know, folks. You know, it has a weird feel to it, this game. Because unless you're on the ground and you're watching the derby, there's so much going on when you're in Madrid. Uh, Morata could line up in the front two in a 4-4-2 uh, with Vatolo potentially coming into the side. Kieran Trippier and Jose Jimenez are also doubts and should neither recover, then maybe we'll see. I can never say his name right, but I'm going to try. Ver- Versalchko. Try saying that 10 times. And Felipe will start alongside Savage and Lodi in defence. Um, Madrid possibly could line up with Courtois and then the back four, which we said were quite impressive in terms of the way they've been playing this year, which is Carvajal, Varane, Ramos and Mendy. Across the midfield, you've got obviously Modric and Casemiro and Cruz. And then you've got Rodrigo, Benzema and Vasquez up front. With Atletico, Oblak has been one of the most consistent goalkeepers over the last 10 years. He starts with Trippier, Savic, Felipe and Lodi, Saul, Herrera, party in the middle, and then Vitolo, Correra, Morata. Now, overall, there's been 162 league matches between the two teams throughout the history. Real Madrid lead the head-to-head, 87 wins to Atletico's 39, while the remaining 39 fixtures have finished as a draw. So each of these... Last three La Liga meetings at the Bernabeu have finished pretty much even, while Atlético won three straight matches away from home against their rivals between 2013 and 2016. Now, as mentioned, Real Madrid have not beaten Atlético at home in the league since 2012, um, which is crazy thinking that you know how dominating sometimes they appear. But what your prediction? Since Ronaldo's left, has it been the same for Madrid? despite Zidane being criticised. Is he doing a good job? And what will the score be? Text us on 4215. Ittasalat or do or slide into our DMs and let us know what you think um, is going to happen between you know, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid in the derby. Yes, uh, there has been one or two murmurs that Lemar might leave. I think they got Carrasco back. But what is that going to make on the total... Um overall scoreline for the derby. More coming up next on the only place to be, the halftime show on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse. Oh, he lifts the climate! What the goal? This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh! Better than nice! Yes. Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. If you're just tuning in or walking into the Instagram Live at Omar al or Pulse95, you probably want to know what we were talking about in the first segment. And you know what? If you do miss our shows, you can always catch us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar al and we are there. we got some wicked guests covering some very, very important topics and you might be surprised actually with uh, some of these statements that come out because they've studied it, they've uh, practiced it and they've preached it definitely on the halftime show. And speaking about that, on segment one, we were talking about game of zones, which we zone into the game of the weekend and we picked Real Madrid versus Atletico Madrid. And a lot of those factors when it comes down to management and coaching and the style that both teams play have been, let's say, inconsistent compared to what we're used to. And we get kind of spoiled as fans in in watching these teams, but now they meet for the big uh, Madrid derby today. And that's one thing. One of the things that we're talking about now is how nutrition affects performance and what kind of key nuggets can you take away from you know, uh, just trying to reach optimal performance. And speaking of that, you often hear the cliche one size doesn't fit all and it it couldn't be more correct. Now, let's break that down even more. When you identify what the size is, then that's a different story. When we look at specific nutrition, there are different macronutrients needed, which depends on how our body functions. So it's kind of hard to say I've read something really, really cool, and I'm going to try that out. It might work, it might not, but obviously the only way we can find that out is if we actually implement that on our lifestyle. Now, some respond better to carbs and some respond better to fat, depending on what your body uh, is going through that day and what kind of body type it is. If we broke that down into trying to simplify carb-adaptive versus fat-adaptive, what I would say is when it comes down to carb-adaptive, There's training an athlete like let's say Conor McGregor and and the sport would be mixed martial arts. He would be using a certain type of energy which is based on his carbs rather than his fat which he might respond to. And I did some research on his nutritionist and the people that design his programs and they come up with some very interesting things comparing the two. Now, if you look at another athlete like Badu Jackson in boxing, he would be more fat-adaptive in terms of how he would structure his nutritional plans when you're anaerobic, meaning without oxygen, your primary source of fuel would be carbs. When you're aerobic, your primary source of fuel would be fat. So in terms of working out, there's something called metabolic equivalent, which we measure the amount of calories as an, like an individual burns. So let's try and simplify this without getting too technical. 3.5 is the amount of oxygen someone consumes and exhales per minute. Now how do we formulate that to ourselves? The intensity of your workout times 3.5 divided by the overall kilograms in weight put that down first (laughs) okay so how intense you train times that by 3.5 and then your weight in kilograms now divide that number by 200 and multiply that by the duration of the workout then we start to be specific with what suits you in terms of how you fuel your body so the higher the intensity the longer the duration of the workout and the higher the caloric intake is going to be. So for example, if you burn a thousand calories jogging, that'd be a lot of jogging, but if you burn a thousand calories jogging, you burn more fat. If you were to burn a thousand calories in weights, you burn more carbs. So that tells you what you would need to do in terms of fuel. Now you burn the same for both, albeit, I completely agree with that, but you use different fuel sources. So not everything is based on what everyone else is doing it depends what kind of energy works for you depending on the exercise you're doing so the way we break this down as coaches is we take a look at the athlete the activity their weight and how intense they train and then we design you know based on that whether the carbohydrates would be the prime source of fuel or fat and that's where things really really get zoned in so the golden nugget basically is timing is key when you work out, because your body has already been through a lot that day. So if you're able to train at night, for example, I'm not saying that's wrong, but if you're able to train at night, it just depends how your day has gone so far and how it's scheduled. Therefore, you plan when your meals are. So that takes me to another important factor, planning. The day out Without with how you fuel, train and recover really depends on how you plan it. And it gets the body into a flow where there's no surprises. And with no surprises, there's no shocks to the system because you've kind of planned everything way before. So all these athletes or even the people that just want to be fit, the planning source is one of the most important factors because that puts things in perspective. Now, remember, some say training the body is stressful, but when everything is planned, that, that can be converted to good stress, helping release good hormones, which result in making you happier than when you walked in. So I guess from today, what you look at, not only using fat or carbs as a source of fuel, but what works for you and how does that integrate in your daily routine? If you've got an office job, if you're on the desk nine to five, if you're driving or commuting, put that in with what you're doing, you know, in your plan, because therefore, when it comes to training, there won't be any surprises. And that comes all in, you know, the art of saying, right, this is how I'm going to schedule this week. And that's why sometimes you see a lot of people in a, in a good state of mind. And that comes down to their preparation. So again, state of mind will be a, a definitely another segment we'll go into. But for now, hope that's helped. Because coming up next, a lot of great things happening uh, this week in Sharjah with the Arab Women's Sports Tournament kicking off. And following our interview with Fatma Saleh and Aliaza Suwedi we take a look on what's going on in Sharjah and also very, very good things coming out on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Badouri oh, on Pulse 95. Uh. and welcome back to the Halftime Show though Om I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. Tariq and uh, Hala have been keeping me busy on the Instagram live with their opinions. And I'm going to bring up their points in the final segment regarding the Champions League and who's going to win that um, in uh, this year's competition, which is very, very interesting. Great point, guys. I won't give it away now, but I will tell you what's going to happen uh, in the final segment. But speaking about what's happening at the moment now, We've got a lot of things happening in Sharjah. Now, recently we had Fatima Ahmed uh, Saleh from the Arab Women's Sports Tournament uh, in Sharjah, the committee, telling us what's coming up in Sharjah. Now, hundreds of female athletes from the entire Arab world are coming to Sharjah in the region's largest and women's only sports tournament. It's held under the patronage of her highness, Sheikha Jawahir bin Mohammed al-Qasimi and chairperson of Sharjah Women's Sports Tournament. The tournament starts tomorrow from the 2nd of February to the 12th. So make sure, guys, you get you head down and check it out. It's very, very cool. We also had Eliazia Suedi, uh, the Sharjah and UAE basketball player, who spoke to us while she was out in Serbia getting ready for the tournament. She was awesome and, and fully focused on the task ahead, leading by example, and a complete different baller to who she was four years ago. She spoke to us about mindset, training twice a day and keeping her focus on and off the court to achieve her objectives set out before the tournament. And I think that's so important to stay level-headed when it comes down to, you know, sometimes a little bit of success can get to our heads and we almost stop being grateful for what we have because we just, we're just we greedy, we want more, you know. We're really into trying to get that extra bit more. And um, what I liked about Eliazia is she kind of like admitted in a way that she wasn't quite there four years ago mentally, but now she you know she's able to help others by helping herself and what she's learned, which I like, and that shows real uh, leadership as well. You know, when it comes down to the responsibility athletes have nowadays, not just for themselves or their team, but for society, we kind of look at them as role models. And I asked her if she had someone in the current team that reminds of herself four years ago and she said yes but she's smarter and i was like wow okay it's, that's that's kind of cool i like that you know um you can identify with a lot of people and you can relate to them and and that's pretty cool you know very very cool in that sense i like that um so yeah when it comes down to athletes we've spoken about some today already and we talked we talked about nutrition we talked about game of zones uh zoning into the game of the weekend with real madrid and atletico and and it's good to see that all these different sports have so many different personalities which we adapt to. So what do you adapt to when it comes to that? What is it that you aspire to be like? Do you see someone in sports and say, you know what, I, you know, I want to be like that. You know, recently we heard about Kobe Bryant and uh, the impact he had on people off the court. On the court, he was a legend and created such an uh, incredible Uh, message of work ethic and hard work and and being able to deliver through, you know, a lot of the trials and tribulations he faced, but it's the impact he had off the field that gains the admiration and respect that he has, even from LeBron James, and we saw a a tattoo of Kobe on LeBron James, and that's obviously a step far, but it shows the impact that athletes can have on lives, and that's why... The message behind being an important role model, not just for yourself, for your teammates or for your family, but also for society. Because nowadays with social media, everything is going into fruition with what we do. And it seems to be such a visual world, you know, one tag, one message, one retweet, you know, one share. And all of a sudden everyone knows what's happened. So the cameras are always on you. But it's also important to be able to remain human and remain Um, accountable for the actions we have and not necessarily feel pressured to live under a certain light which again is very very tough discussing things like mental health and all sorts of things that have come up on this show being true to yourself learning to love yourself will help other people and that's super super key uh, in just maintaining sanity and we've heard people detox from social media just to be able to clear that hey listen that works 100% go for it Um, so again I've gone off a little bit there but that comes down to Aliazi Suwedi who was a very very cool role model for the people around her and I wish them all the best and I will do my best to head down and watch one of their games and see what's happening because there's a lot of talent in the UAE and there's a lot of talent in Sharjah that deserves that support and that respect so make sure you head down folks and make sure you support her she's an awesome character and also Head down and support the Arab Sports Women's Tournament. This is Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Al-Dhuri. On, 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 on. As- As- Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Haddouri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Thank you so much for keeping me company for the day today. Uh, shout out to Alaa and Tariq and even Aida and uh coach mo as well who's been in the building on the instagram live keeping me company and some really really good questions coming in and some very very cool um comments being made about um what we spoke about today and seeing it's the weekend in the us they are celebrating a super bowl weekend shout out to everyone who's doing that And because you know we're available on podcast as well, whenever you listen to this, you're probably going to be up to date with what's going on. Katie Sowers, the assistant coach, is officially taking her team, the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs will be standing in the way of Katie Sowers' big day, having been a female coach on the biggest stage is going to be huge. Now, we covered her story leading up to this and how remarkable the sports movement is and whether we can see more female coaches taking these high-pressure positions in sport. Good for you, Katie. And hopefully, hopefully, you get the victory you won. Now, Hala and Tarek have been been talking to me and uh, one of the points they've made is regarding this season's Champions League. Uh, who do you think is going to be in the final four of the Champions League and will there be any surprises text us on 4215 or do or slide into our DMs at Dury on Instagram or Pulse95 Radio we got some very very cool comments so I think I think both of them pretty much agreed that City and Madrid will be in the in the final four now the other ones were PSG possibly Barcelona um but I don't know. I think there's always going to be one dark horse. Now, I mentioned earlier this season that it could be an Italian team or even the way Dortmund are going at especially with how fit their athletes are. I think they might surprise one or two people. Now, obviously, Bayern Munich, when it comes to Germany, normally lead the, the argument. And, you know, you can't really look past them. But Dortmund just have this extra bit of oomph, as I like to say in their arsenal, and uh, with Haaland joining them recently as well, that's that's a little wild card there, you know, he's, he's started off on fire, and that could be huge when it comes down to, uh, you know, their season as a marathon. Um, in the Premier League, Liverpool are obviously dominant, and that, therefore City's attentions surely must be on Europe, and also a trophy that Pep Guardiola really wants to win. So, in my opinion, that could be something we can watch out for, but I, I don't know. You know, I, I think, I think the way that things are going on at the moment, especially with the the transfer market and the window and and all that, it was kind of a flat transfer window to be honest. There wasn't much going on, apart from Egalo signing to United on loan at you know 11:59 in the morning. Uh, yeah, I'm sad. I was watching. Um, you know, there wasn't really much going on. There hasn't been some great signings in that in that sense. Uh, right now, we've got Leicester and Chelsea who should kick off very, very soon. And team news is in. Um, so, obviously, with Leicester, they've been inconsistent. Wilfred Ndidi has been a big miss for them. Um, when he hasn't played, it's looked a little bit worrying. Jamie Vardy back from his injury. Uh, So that's big news for him. And looking at Chelsea, Tammy Abraham comes back into the lineup. Kante, what a player. Him, Jorginho and uh, Mount take over the midfield. Um, And uh, yeah, I think that would be a draw, to be honest. Looking at the way those teams, they've been quite inconsistent. Leicester have won two out of the last five. Chelsea have won three out of the last five. But overall, it's been very, uh, very up and down when it comes down to those two teams. Um, we've got a lot of stuff coming up this week guys so I want you guys to make sure you stay tuned out. every Monday Wednesday and Saturday 3 to 4 and if you do miss our show remember you can catch us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud music and commercial free you just gotta head over to those applications type in the Halftime Show Dom and we are there some really really good guests I'm gonna have plenty more for you guys coming up on the only place to be at 3 the Halftime Show on Pulse 95 Salam.